The Detroit Tigers dropped two of three to the Toronto Blue Jays over the weekend, dropped three of four in the series, and it's officially August, which means the trade deadline is 24 hours away, well, a day away as you're listening to this. We're going to talk about it all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, August 1st, 2022. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you. So you never have to go to a dealership ever again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone. Go to Vroom.com and check out thousands of great cars. Detroit Tigers would drop two games. I don't know why I worded it like that. Would drop. They did drop two games over the weekend to the Toronto Blue Jays. Picked up one win in a four-game set in Toronto. Not a very good weekend. It's actually really frustrating, as most things this season have been. I thought Friday's game was legitimately one of, if not... The cleanest game of baseball the Tigers have played the entire season. I thought everyone was phenomenal. They looked like a well-oiled machine. I didn't think there were any super like stupid mistakes. They had nine hits, uh, no errors, which is an anomaly as of late. Uh, several extra base hits. What is that? One, two, three, four doubles and a homer. I mean, five extra base hits on nine hits total. I, I really did. The, the approaches at the plate were great. They were working counts. They were fouling off borderline pitches. Um, they they were spitting on a lot of breaking balls low and away, which they've had trouble with. They were hitting balls right down the middle, which they've had a lot of trouble with. It was hey, – and, and the biggest thing was, as I said, just defensively. Really, really clean game defensively. No stupid mistakes. No shooting themselves in the foot. Very, very good game of baseball. I thought it was the, the the cleanest and honestly like most professional that that they had looked all year and uh, or one of the, the some of the most professional and, and cleanest they've looked all year at a minimum. And then they followed it up with Saturday's game, which was a three to five loss, which at the beginning. Early on, I was kind of like, hey, I, I agree with this. I, I feel like we're, we're still doing really well. Drew Hutchinson only had one earned run against him. I, I thought like through the first five innings, I was like, hey, this is looking a lot better. Yesterday looked a lot better. This These first five innings have looked a lot better. Um, like the offense could be doing a little bit more damage, but like we're winning. I, I was pretty pleased. And then the sixth inning happened. And since the sixth inning on Saturday's game, this team has gone right back to being an absolute train wreck. And Sunday's game was, for, for everything that was positive about Friday's game, everything was wrong with Sunday's game. Sunday, that that was that was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. On Sunday's game, you had more errors than hits. Not only runs, because you only scored one run. You had more errors than hits on Sunday. You had three hits to four errors. And, like, the crazy thing is none of the errors 
cost you like all the runs were earned. None of the errors cost you any any unearned runs. But it it doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> you had more errors than hits in a nine inning game at, at the MLB level. That's that's horrid. You have, I believe it's 12 unearned runs in the last six games. I mean, what are we doing? 12 unearned runs in the last six games. That is horrific. And we've talked about the comparison between last year's team and this year's team a, a plethora of times, but it cannot be overstated how, how just different it feels. And that's not to say that last year's team was some defensive juggernaut, but but like Javi Baez had two errors. That's a guy you went out and, and brought in to be like a leader and be a, a gold glove caliber defender. And, and you brought him in and cited his defense and everything. And he's now, I believe, leading baseball at, at, at least the shortstop position in errors. Maybe all positions. He's got 15 errors on the season. Which is a lot. It's a lot. Not even not even in August. On July 31st, he had 15 errors. Inexcusable stuff, man. So this team continues to just be what this team is. Uh, unbelievably underperforming. Uh, everything that, that could possibly go wrong is going wrong. And the trade deadline is another day closer. So the Tigers haven't made a move yet at the time of this recording, and I'm I'm really pushing my luck, I will admit. I will, I'm pushing my luck here. I'm recording this about an hour after the Blue Jays and, and Tigers game on Sunday ended. And I'm, I'm just really pushing my luck for, like, I, I'm going to hope they don't make a move in the middle of, like, Sunday Night Baseball because I, I do a – I do a live stream on Sunday Night Baseball every single Sunday for one of the sites I write for, Diamond Digest. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing my luck a little bit doing this before Sunday Night Baseball and just hoping that, that Al takes the rest of the night off and I don't miss a, a, a trade for Monday's episode. Um, but, but we'll see. The biggest thing is there are uh, there's a ton of rumors swirling about everything, right? Every single player on this team is is linked to X amount of other teams, and and everybody's got an idea of where they should go and everything. the 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 only concrete updates we have, we'll, we'll talk about at the end of the show, and and they're nothing major, but it's it's more of just uh, confirming what we already knew. So we're going to talk about that, and then maybe some of the strategies within the the, the trade deadline and how this front office is is looking like they're going to handle it. But we do have to talk about these ball games. That weren't very great. So we'll, we'll start with Fridays, which was, like I said, fantastic. And we've already talked about it. So I guess I probably shouldn't say starting with since we've already kind of dove into it a little bit. But Friday's game was was really, really solid. And it started with Brian Garcia getting the nod against Manoa, which is which is fascinating because Brian Garcia has started four games since high school. He has started in, in four baseball games since he was in high school. And Alec Manoa is is was an all-star and is, is having a phenomenal season and is a really a coming out party as one of the better pitchers in the American League. And 
the Tigers really handled him pretty well, I thought. I, you know, it, it wasn't a, a offensive masterclass by any stretch, and it's still a really good pitcher, but got him out there, out of there before he finished six innings. He went five and a third, seven hits, four runs. Uh, all of them earned one walk and only four strikeouts. I, I'm not sure you're going to do – you can expect much more than what they did, and, and Manoa's fantastic. So th- it was – I really liked – I talked about it earlier, but I really liked the approach. I really liked how how they worked the count and and what their strategy was for for breaking balls versus heat and Manoa has such good pitch mix you know everything is thrown like fifteen to thirty times and all of his pitches are are thrown quite a bit so he's a really tough guy to read usually and and they were really all over him I mean they were they were putting the ball in play and falling a lot of balls off and uh, he was not fooling very many very many Tigers so it was a really really solid performance offensively on Friday. Uh, really solid in the field and and like I said Brian Garcia takes the bump he goes three and two thirds three hits two earned runs two walks three K's ideally you would have liked him to go a little bit more but I guess he had a hard cap of like 70 or 75 pitches that they weren't going to let him go over um, and that leads again this bullpen is is that was already shot then has to go out and, and have you know five pitchers all pitch on Friday to to start off a weekend so not ideal, but you don't really have any other options because all the other starters are hurt and, and everything. We, we went down that road on, on Friday or Thursday or Friday's show. But uh, what I saw to Brian Garcia was actually – I was pretty impressed, to be honest with you. I know the final line is not the the greatest stat line you're ever going to see. But, uh, I mean, average exit velocity of about 86 miles an hour. He wasn't getting hit super, super hard on a consistent basis. Nine whiffs. And three and two thirds is a really solid number. Uh, I mean, he he looked good, and I think the biggest thing was his stuff moved way more than it did in his uh, first stint at the major league level for for the Tigers uh, back in you know 2020 and early 2021. I mean, this is a dude again that that had trouble with with swings and misses, and and was just not getting very many strikeouts out of the bullpen, even though he had a really solid ERA and. That was mostly due to you know him using the sinker and everything, but it, it moved a lot. His stuff played. I really his slider was really solid. His sinker was really solid. I was pretty impressed with with Brian Garcia, and I think everybody should have been. I, you can't ask for too much more than what they got out of him. Like I said, but um, Brian Garcia got the start, and and the the bullpen came through, and they went Vest, Foley, Jimenez, Fulmer, Soto, and nobody gave up a run. So really a, a masterclass performance by a bullpen that has been very, very good. One of the best bullpens in all of baseball this year. And uh, yeah, highlighted by Brian Garcia going out there and uh, looking, looking pretty darn solid and having pretty good stuff. We'll talk about the rest of the weekend and, and everything else that that's going to come with the next 24 hours by whatever time you're listening to this. But first I got to tell y'all about our friends over at linkedin.com. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questioning make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small business rates LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to. They help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Well, now you do. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Segment two here at Locked On Tigers. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. The MLB trade deadline, August 2nd, as we talked about. And Locked On MLB has all the breakdowns. Locked On Tigers will have rapid reactions to any move made. So you can subscribe now to your favorite Locked On team, Locked On Tigers, right? That's why you're here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you get notified when each episode premieres. It'll be a cool thing that the network will have a rolling kind of show throughout the day and live reactions to any trade that's made on deadline day. So if the Tigers make a move on August 2nd itself leading up to the deadline, you'll see me on there and, and we'll do a quick episode with uh, some of the other people, whether it's the, the other team we're making a trade with or whether it's just Sully who does uh, locked on MLB, um, whatever we, we end up doing or whoever it ends up being with rather, uh, you'll see kind of a live reaction, a quick little, you know, hitter episode, um, there on, on August 2nd. So it'll be super cool. Okay. Back to the weekend. So we win Friday and everything's looking pretty solid. Not that, you know, this, it's going to turn around the season or anything. We're still 20 games under 500, but it at least was a solid performance as we head into the deadline and maybe can, can turn it around a little bit and have a respectable second half. Um, that was certainly not the case. And so, sorry we already talked about friday saturday happens saturday drew hutchinson gets the start and i thought drew hutchinson looked really solid against his former team used to be honestly when the blue jays were like struggling a little bit drew hutchinson was like i think he was an opening day starter uh so drew hutchinson goes out there and does really well five innings two hits one run three walks three k's a little bit of flustered command at times but uh, he gave up one run in five innings. That's a, I'm not going to ask ever for more than that from Drew Hutchinson. Looked pretty solid. Then we get to the bullpen. And this is a sign of things to come because we are trading a lot of our bullpen. It's going to happen. There's three guys. Well, two guys that I can pretty much guarantee you. There is, I see no chance that on August 3rd, Michael Fulmer or Andrew Chafin are Detroit Tigers. It's just not going to happen. The other one that I'm pretty like sold on, but it's not a guarantee like the other two, I don't think. But I, I do think that it's it's reasonably likely is Joe Jimenez and then Soto and Scooble and and some of the Jason Foley had his name thrown out there a little bit, by the way. Like this bullpen is it, people realize how how good this pen is and and people want to to poach some of these players because the Tigers aren't competitive. And, and, and this bullpen has been objectively like a top four bullpen in all of baseball by pretty much any statistic you look at. So uh, pe- people are going to be calling about the names in the pen and you're going to trade a lot of them away. And so on Saturday, you went with Law, then Angel DeJesus, and then Jose Cisnero. Cisnero's back. That's always good. Back looking healthier. His, uh, his velocity has gone up with pretty much every outing. We're slowing, slowly getting him back to what he was for us for the last two seasons. Uh, but he has still been hurt all year, and that's still uh, kind of a, a 
shaky, I guess we'll call it thing, but his ERA is still zero on the year. So that's obviously great. DeJesus, we'll, we, we talked about at the end of last week, uh, really, really good stuff. Just needs to work on his command, but his stuff really has played. And he had one inning of shutout ball. Uh, I think his his sinker, like two-seamer pitch that he's had, his, his fastball has a lot of really solid movement. It cuts to, you know, the barrel sometimes. So again, we need to work on the command, but his sinker slider mix is is really solid. I'm pretty intrigued with DeJesus, and I think he's going to get a lot of playing time here in the second half of the season after, uh, after we trade and, and clear some spots in the bullpen. Then we went to Derek Law. Now, Derek Law is an interesting one. Um, He's been up and down in the majors before uh, for a a, a plethora of teams, the Blue Jays being one of those. And Derek Law has been in Toledo, and and he's been solid at at the back end of the Toledo bullpen. Um, And there's been some talk about him, like, coming back up and – there's been some some Twitter personalities, I guess we'll call them, that that have talked about some prominent people in into the Detroit media that have talked about like Derek Law and everything. And I, you know, he's had a solid year in Toledo. I mean, objectively, and so they called him up, and it, it was one of the most catastrophic innings we've like literally ever seen. And I know that sounds super dramatic and you're like, you need to calm down a little bit. Uh, But there was some stat where he was the first pitcher ever to, I think it was to give up a hit by pitch, make an error, give up a home run all in one inning. It was something like that. It was, it was uh, that, Something along those those lines, though it was it was not great, and so it went really poorly. He gave up four runs. Amazingly, none of them earned. His ERA is zero, uh, but he did give up a homer and everything. But and and the error, one of the errors he made was like he made it right, like he just like the ball popped out of his glove and he couldn't grab the baseball. So uh, the the stuff was was honestly not very good. It it was faster than than we've seen at times i'm sure that there was just a little bit of some emotion uh getting all riled up for your first major league appearance of the season but uh the the command was all over the place he had no command of pretty much anything he pretty much only threw the slider and it was just he he hung it a lot it it was not a very good outing so i guess what i'm the the point i just want to shed light on is this team is this bullpen's been really good and we have not taken advantage of it because we pretty much never have a lead by the time we get into the bullpen. That's why we've lost 20 more games than we've won. But the bullpen is is going to take a step back after the trade deadline. It is. And, like, Alex Lang's not going anywhere. He's got too much control and has been too good. And uh, we'll talk about Greg and, and his chances of being moved. But this bullpen is, is going to take a step back. It's going to be gutted of three of its best relievers and uh we're gonna see a lot of guys like this that have gotten an opportunity in toledo or or you know starters and in, in the minors and players like that are are gonna get called up and uh you're, you're gonna hear some some names for the first time for the last two months of the season for for dudes coming out of the pen so the one good thing that we've had this year is probably not going to maintain its status as the one good thing we've had this year for the remainder of the season. And 
I know people want to get into the huge debate about like, oh, we should have pulled Derek Law earlier. I mean, like, yeah, probably he gave up a nuke there at, at the end of the inning. I'm, I'm sure he should have. Um, but this is, again, continues to be a problem that we've talked about for the, the last couple of episodes. This bullpen is shot and you've had to use like five relievers a game, like on a decently consistent basis because you have one pitcher that can make it past the fifth. So I, I hindsight's 2020, uh, obviously you shouldn't have left him in. I agree. You, you shouldn't have, but at some point, somebody's going to have to be able to, to eat some in innings, even if it is just one inning in the middle of a ball game. You, you, we can't just burn through five relievers every single day out there, every single night out there, whatever. Like we, we can't. So uh, we'll talk about Sunday a little bit. Then we'll get into the trade deadline, what to expect. And then I'm hoping that I get through this recording and we get through the night and they do not trade anyone because I'm going to be pissed if they trade someone at like midnight right after Sunday night baseball. And I have to re-record the whole show and talk about the trade. So cool it for like a night. All right. And then trade everybody tomorrow. First though, before we get into all of that, <laughs> we got to talk to you all about bet online, but online.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for, all, resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, welcome back here to segment three at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so Sunday's game, honestly, I don't even know if there's too much to talk about. We had one cool Javi at bat where he, two cool Javi at bats. The one first at bat against his brother-in-law that they wouldn't stop talking about the fact that it was his brother-in-law, uh, Jose Barrios, and... He almost homers like 18 times and then he draws a walk and then he didn't, it was a ball three, but then he draw a walk anyway. So we have that. And then the next at bat, he actually does hit a homer and it was a super cool thing. And they had, you know, Manoa mic'd up and everything and whatever. Besides that, it was a pretty much a train wreck of a day. Um, only a four to one final and all four runs were earned. Like I said earlier, but you had four errors, three hits, one run. Inexcusable stuff. Inexcusable stuff. And the bullpen, we went fully Lang to Jesus. Uh, Alex Lang, maybe the best inning he's pitched all year. I know he started off 3-0 to, uh, to Vladdy, but then he turned around and, and struck out the side. I mean, an unbelievable inning from him. The dude is absolutely nasty. His pitch mix continues to get better and better. Uh, his curveball is one of the best pitches in all of baseball. He's absolutely unreal. Jason Foley, clean one inning. The sinker continues to be the Jason Foley sinker. His ERA is 279. Just saying. All right. Angel DeJesus, one inning and uh, of, of shutout ball as well. So, again, his stuff is going to play. It's just going to all come down to command. Uh, Garrett Hill started this one. Five innings, six hits, four earned runs, two walks, and one strikeout. The, the, the thing with him has been the thing that's always been with him, which is he needs to get a consistent swing and miss pitch at the major league level. We talk about it with Bo Brisky. 
we talked about it with quite a few of the dudes that have just happened to pitch for the Tigers this year, which is like 15 at this point. Um, so I, I really liked the pitch mix and this one. He is a sinker as well that I thought was pretty effective. Um, the the four-seam fastball was the most thrown pitch, but he threw 86 pitches. Four of them were thrown 17 or more times. And and the one that was thrown the most was only 25. So four of his five pitches were were right in there. I, I really like that mix. Only six whiffs uh, in five innings. And, and like I said, 86 pitches. So uh, solid, but, you know, not not great. CSW, 28%. Uh, he got hit pretty hard. Exit Average exit velocity, 93 and a half. Whatever. The, the fact of the matter is, with him, he you need a, a go-to swing and a miss pitch. You need a pitch that you can go to when you have two strikes on somebody or if you're behind an account and you can just reach into the bag and, and almost guarantee yourself a strike. You need that pitch to be successful at the major league level. Garrett Hill does not have that pitch yet. Trying to develop. He's trying to develop it, uh, but he's not there yet. That's what this comes down to. The offense was absolutely horrific, and that's fascinating because Barrios has not had a good year. His ERA was over five coming into the game. Faces the Tigers, goes seven innings, three hits, one earned run, one walk, and six strikeouts. That's all you need. That's all you need. You just need to play the Tigers. That's pretty much everybody's anti-slump whatever. I couldn't think of the word I was thinking of, um, but that that's just what you need to get out of a slump. You just face the Detroit Tigers. It's all you need. Tristan McKenzie does it all the time. Barrios does it. Honestly, ha- has kind of owned you forever in the days in Minnesota too. But I, I mean, it's, it's, it's just remarkable how different this team can look 48 hours apart from each other. Because Manoa is a dang good pitcher. And you looked really solid and took really solid at-bats and really solid approaches against him on Friday. Then you face Barrios, who has an ERA over five on the year, and you get absolutely shoved against. So there you go. That's all I mean. I don't even want to talk about, the, like, what what are we supposed to talk about? The offense didn't show up at all. The defense was, was one of the most pathetic performances we've seen in the whole season. Uh, people want Javi Baez to move to second base at this point. I don't blame anybody. We'll talk. That's an off season conversation. We're not going to waste time because it's not going to happen this year. So I'm not going to waste time and talk about it on July 31st or, or August 1st. Um, but we'll, we'll have that conversation in the off season for sure. The biggest story within the organization right now is not the product on the field. It's what happened. It's what's happening in the front office. And the trade deadline is tomorrow as you're listening to this. Like I said earlier, Michael Fulmer is is gone. There's no chance Michael Fulmer is on this team on August 3rd. Andrew Chafin, I would be floored if he was on the team on August 3rd. And Joe Jimenez, I'm like 80% sure is gone. Not 100 like the other two, but I'm like 80% sure Joe Jimenez is gone. Now, there's some other names that are starting to float out there. One, we talked about it a little bit is Harold Castro. I don't think there's enough of a market to move Harold. I think you're just going to hold on to him, but he's a guy. He's a name that just like keeps getting thrown out there randomly. And I'm like, wow, it's a lot more in conversations than I expected. The other one that in hindsight, isn't surprising, but is a fascinating conversation is Eric Haas. Eric Haas was a dude that, that was what a 27 year old rookie, 28 year old rookie. When, when he came up, and uh, when we acquired him from from Cleveland and and called him up, 
and he was believed to be for the most part a a like a four A player, right? And he absolutely mashes last season. He's a hometown kid. Everybody loves him. Eric Haas is the man. You're absolutely right. He is. He's been on fire the last two months. On fire. OPS over 900 since June 1st. Just crushing the baseball. So his name's getting thrown out there. And the Rays apparently want to catch her. Everybody's like, oh, Eric Haas kind of fits like the Rays build. They've already taken a, a, a player from us before in um in Isak Paredes. So that's an, an interesting name. If if there was ever a market for like a like a low value, not value, a low risk, I guess, high reward type of pickup, you know, a guy that can play corner outfield if you want him to as well. Uh, he has one year of service time to his name. So like, I mean, if you were, I know he's 29, but if you were to get him, like you would have control over him for, I mean, honestly, as, as long as I guess you would want, I think after this year, it'll be two full seasons, probably a service time. So, uh, like, like you're, I mean, you're talking about having this dude until he's in his early mid thirties. If he does work out for wherever you get him from. It's it's definitely a, a guy to to keep an eye out for as kind of a sleeper target. I would still say the odds are pretty likely that he stays on the team, but um, it really it depends on what you believe Eric Haas's long term status with this team is. If if you think that Eric Haas is a a part of this backstop for the future, and like when this team is supposed to be competitive again, uh, I know Fire Avila, we're never going to be competitive ever again. Okay, but just humor me. When this team is competitive again, uh, if, if this team is competitive again, uh, is Eric Haas part of the backstop of that team? And uh, we, we got some nice catching prospects in the system. He is almost 30 years old. It's an interesting conversation. So he's a guy that I would look out for for like an under-the-radar. Again, I don't think it's going to happen, but if I had to pick like a dark horse candidate, he would probably be it. Um, we also need to have a conversation about Robbie Grossman. I think the Tigers want to trade Robbie Grossman, but I don't think they will because I don't think anyone wants Robbie Grossman. And this is really a sad conversation for me because, I mean, this is a dude that last year was arguably my favorite player on the team. One of the best walk rates in all of baseball, 20 homers, 20 stolen bases. Sure, with the glove defensively, he wasn't a gold glove candidate, but he didn't make stupid mistakes. And this year, I mean, there's just no avoiding it. He, he's been putrid. He's been absolutely – he's really, really struggled. And I, I just don't think anyone, like, wants him. I don't think anyone's chomping at the bit to get a, a rental, a half-year rental on a guy with, with an OPS in the 500s that, that isn't a plus defender at the corner outfield position. So – the, what this conversation comes back to, though, is there is, I think, a chance that on August 3rd, there's some dudes on this team that if there's no market for them and they can't find trade partners for them, they might just start DFAing people. And Robbie Grossman is, if they were to make a list of most likely players to get DFA'd on August 3rd, I'm not sure Robbie Grossman would be anywhere besides the top of that list. I, I think that that's a pretty safe bet. So something to keep an eye out for again is his market and what happens with him. 
But the biggest thing is just going to be the bullpen. And like I said, Jason Foley's name started getting thrown out there a little bit. Not like anything serious. You know, like Fulmer we hear about every day and Chafin we hear about every day. And Joe Jimenez we hear about his market, you know, every once in a while. Like that's – those are the guys that are that are going to get traded. But um, Jason Foley's name is, is an interesting one to throw out there. You know, if, if you think you – you know, obviously a lot of control left. Young guy hasn't played too much in the major league level. Um it's a it's it's a conversation to be had for sure. If, I mean, if you really just want to blow the entire bullpen up, there you go. The only other like real concrete update we have, and we'll end the show on this, is uh, I think it was Morosi said that the Tigers are viewing Scooble and Soto, Gregory Soto, that is in the same light, in the sense that they are answering calls for both of them. Uh, but they are not going to actively try and work phones and like push a trade for either of them. And so they'll listen to offers and they will take all phone calls on them and, and they're going to take phone calls on pretty much everybody. But the the belief is that it, that they would have to be uh, an offer that they felt was honestly probably like an overpay to move Scooble or to move Soto. And we saw what Castillo got in the Mariners Reds deal and school should get more than that right that's the difference between a year and a half control versus four years of control of a you know of a lefty so in theory for for a school deal you, you should be looking at probably more than that that Mariners Reds deal and Greg is is weird because you know multiple years of control left on a on a closer but he's a lefty that throws 100 as well his market is is weird. I'm not sure that that market's really been set yet as far as like the, what the reliever market's going to be. And I think that's why these days leading up to everything, you haven't seen too many deals being done because everyone's just kind of afraid to be the first one and set the market. But um, it sounds like the two of them are, are going to be guys that the Tigers are, are hesitantly listening on but are not actively going to try and trade. So uh, if, if I had, again... I'll do this. I'll end the show the same way I've been in the last couple of shows. If we want to talk about people most likely to get traded, it is certainly Fulmer and Chafin at the top. Joe right below them. Greg below Joe. Scooble probably lower than all those dudes. And then if you look on the offensive side, Robbie's impossible to gauge because, I, again, I think the Tigers would trade him in a heartbeat, but I'm not sure there's a market for him. Um uh, and besides that, it's just Eric Haas, really. A little bit of Harold, but I again, I, I think really the only bat that you could see get moved is is probably Eric Haas, and uh, we'll see what they do in that regard. So there you go. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out, check out the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on, on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. I know we ran a little long today, but we got a weekend. Monday episodes always run long. I got We got too much to talk about for that many games being played, and especially trade deadline weekend and everything. I'm impressed I even kept it 35, 36. Tomorrow's show, we will hopefully be talking about some some moves, right? I mean, I guess, hopefully. <laughs> we do play the Twins tomorrow night as well. Tonight, sorry, August 1st. We do play some Twins. Some Twins. Some games. A game. I'm done. 
Okay, I can't speak. That's my cue. Hopefully we talk about a win. Hopefully we talk about some trades that we like. And yeah, the next two days are going to be crazy. A lot of refreshing social media. It's going to be some crazy, crazy days. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I will catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.